खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस खुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. إن الذين يكفرون بالله ورسله ويريدون أن يفرقوا بين الله ورسله ويقولون نؤمن بباد ونكفر بباد ويريدون أن يتخذوا بين ذلك سبيلا أولئك هم الكافرون حقا وأتدنا للكافرين عذابا مهينا الله مدي سز in chapter 4 of the holy quran that indeed those who disbelieve in allah and his messengers and wish to discriminate between allah and his messengers and they say that we believe in some and we disbelieve in others and they wish to adopt a way in between those are the true disbelievers and we have prepared for the disbelievers a humiliating punishment in these verses of the holy quran allah taala has described the importance of believing in all the prophets and from a simple and straightforward perspective we understand why it is important and necessary to believe in every prophet of god because to reject any one prophet of god means to reject a commandment to reject an action of allah almighty so it is simple disobedience that is why a person can believe in every prophet except for one but the rejection of one prophet is sinful because it is disobedience so to accept every prophet is something that is necessary But this perspective by itself is just a surface reason for why we should believe in all the prophets. There is something that is more deep and of greater spiritual significance to it that has to be kept in mind, and that is the status of a prophet. When Allah Almighty sends a prophet, He sends him as an imam, and to believe in him is necessary. It is sinful in disobedience, and it takes a person far away from God to disobey and to reject that person. Now, many times Christians present. this point that jesus said that i am the light and the way and the truth and none comes to the father except through me but this claim that according to them jesus made in the bible is not special at all it is something that applies to any prophet this is why i always ask christians when they present this that this is the same thing that noah said as well because a person who didn't believe in noah and said that i believe in god and i love god but i reject you noah he would have gotten drowned didn't make any difference how sincere he claimed to be in his love for god if he disobeyed the prophet of the god, of prophet of god and was disobedient to that prophet of god then he came under the punishment of god his claims of love for god almighty didn't mean anything so this is the status of every prophet whether it is hazrat isa alaihi salam or hazrat nuh alaihi salam or any other prophet to reject that individual is something that a person cannot achieve true nearness to god almighty whilst maintaining that rejection Now this status has been described by Hazrat Muslim Abdul Aziz Allah from a spiritual sense from a from a perspective of the sabuf and that's something that's important for us to know because we have already believed in Allah and his prophets and his khulafa so is that all there is have we checked off all the boxes 
Or is there something more? As we know with everything in Islam, there is the aspect of disbelief and belief. And when a person comes out of disbelief into belief, then they have reached the first basic ground floor level of getting their head above water. But Islam has taught us a million stages of depth and more subtlety and higher refined levels of spirituality above it. So this point of believing in a prophet is something that also has infinite levels of refinement. And this also applies to belief in Khilafat. Because Khilafat is an extension of prophethood. When we understand prophethood, then we'll understand Khilafat as well. So this also will help us in our relationship with our Khalifa and our understanding of our Khalifa. Now, Hazur explained that there is a reason why it is sinful to reject a prophet of God on a spiritual level. He explained that when a person reaches the heights of spirituality, then a person gets to the point which the Holy Prophet ﷺ described, that such a servant of God Almighty, Allah Almighty, becomes the hands with which he grasps the feet with which he walks, the eyes with which he sees, the ears with which he hears, Allah Almighty becomes that person. That person submits himself so much to God Almighty that he loses himself, and Allah Almighty begins to manifest himself through that person. Now this is a status that is described as sainthood. It is a status which Hazrat Masih has described as being like the sun and the moon. This person is like the moon. He is a reflection of the light of God. When we see this person, then we can see the light of God in that person. And Azur explained that anyone who truly recognizes God, they will recognize this person as well. Because he has lost himself so much in God that you cannot help but see God in that person. So anyone who knows God, if they know this person, then they cannot reject him. They cannot help but see the light which they already know in Allah Ta'ala. They can't help but recognize something that they know from beforehand. So this is a state of sainthood. This is a state of complete submission to God Almighty. But this is not yet the level of prophethood and khilafat. There is something higher than this. Huzur explained that it may seem unimaginable, but it is something even higher than this. And that is the level of prophethood. That level is that when a person submits for a long period of time and loses himself in God, he ceases to act himself. He ceases to have any identity. Once he has become completely lost in the being of God Almighty, then he returns and begins to return to action. And when he begins to return to action after complete submission, then a different type of taqdeer manifests itself for that person. Whereas before, it was as if his hands and his feet, Allah Almighty, had become, become them. But now it becomes where it is as if he becomes the hands of God Almighty. What he does, the power of Allah Ta'ala and the taqdeer of Allah Ta'ala starts to accompany his actions. This is not a state where Allah Almighty becomes the servant, God forbid. But it means that this person has submitted to such an extent that now whatever he does, the power of God Almighty accompanies him. Hazur said that when a person reaches such a state, to even object to his human mistakes becomes sinful. Because that person is declared holy by God Almighty. He is still a human being, his knowledge is limited. But Allah Ta'ala even blesses his mistakes and the power of Allah Ta'ala follows his mistakes. For example, we see with the Holy Prophet wasallam that he was shown a vision that he was doing Umrah. And mistakenly out of his own human um, limited knowledge, he interpreted it to mean that he will go for Umrah this year, even though the true meaning was that he would go the following year. But despite the fact that he made a mistake, the power of God Almighty accompanied him in that mistake. And the blessing of the Treaty of Hudaybiyah came as a result which created open countless doors that were impossible to open before. During that period of peace, more progress happened for Islam than had happened in the previous years. So here we see that there was a human mistake. But the Prophet ﷺ had reached such a status that now it was as if the hands of God became his hands.
that the power of God accompanied him in his actions. So this is a stage of prophethood. And Hazur explained that when a person reaches this stage, it is higher than the level of where before a person who recognizes God will end up recognizing this person. Now it becomes even higher than that. Hazur said that now a person who recognizes this person, he will recognize God Almighty. And in fact, a person who fails to recognize this person, he will fail to recognize God Almighty. This person is no longer like a moon where a person can see the light of God reflected from this individual. He sees the sun and he knows the sun. But when he sees the moon, he sees that same light of the sun and the moon and he can't help but appreciate and love the beauty of the moon. The higher level than this is that a person becomes like a sun himself. And a person who turns away from that sun, the whole world is darkened for him. Now again, when we come back to the example of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, we see this to be true. Belief in the Holy Prophet ﷺ is not just necessary doctrinally, it is necessary spiritually. The concept of God that is presented by Christianity, by Judaism, by Hinduism, is something that is so incomplete and deficient that a person cannot truly recognize Allah Almighty until he understands Him through the teachings of the Holy Prophet ﷺ and his example. A person who tries to gain the nearness of God through his own conscience, through his own spirituality. He can only reach so far, but true recognition can only be achieved through obedience of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. This is why Hazrat Masih explained that the only reason why he was raised to the status of prophethood was through his durud on the Holy Prophet ﷺ. It was through complete submission and complete obedience and following the example of the Holy Prophet ﷺ that recognizing Allah Ta'ala and the doors of that recognition opened to him. Otherwise, it was impossible. Now, when we think about the Holy Prophet ﷺ, he was an ordinary human being. The Qur'an says that the disbelievers rejected him because they said that he is someone just like us. We see him walking around the markets. We see him doing ordinary things like us. He's a living, breathing human being. He fulfills his human responsibilities. And when we try to picture him in that city of Mecca, which is not even a city by today's definition. He was an ordinary human being. But Allah Ta'ala raised that person to such a status that to recognize the creator of the heavens and the earth is not possible without understanding his greatness and acknowledging his spiritual greatness. His status was so great that we cannot see Allah Ta'ala unless we see it through the lens of his obedience to God Almighty. That is the highest level of taqdeer. That is the highest level of recognition to God Almighty. And this is such a high level that when we think about it, we realize that the steps of spiritual progress are a graph that goes up exponentially. It is not a steady graph. But the more a person rises, the more it becomes impossible to even comprehend how high Allah Ta'ala has raised that person's status and how close he has become. And when we look at Khilafat after this, after understanding Prophethood from this perspective, we see that Khilafat is on a stage and a height of spirituality which is similar to Prophethood and which is not shared by anything else. There's awliya who have come throughout the history of the world. There are mujaddideen who have come throughout the history of the ummah. But they didn't make claims of being from God Almighty. No, people, great people like Hazrat Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, Hazrat Abdul Qadir Jalani, Hazrat Ibn Arbi, Hazrat Imam Ghazali, they were, these were all mujaddideen. Their work has affected and the ummah continues to benefit from their work up until today. They, create, they created revolutions within Islam. But for the most part, the mujaddideen did not make claims of being mujaddideen in their lives. And it was not a sin to not recognize them, to not be aware of them. Whatever era that they came in, it was not a type of imamat as is prophethood. But khilafat is different. With Hazrat Abu Bakr, who a person could not say that I sincerely believe in the Holy Prophet, but I reject Abu Bakr and his khilafat, and I go away from it. 
The Prophet said that you must follow my sunnah and the sunnah of the Khulafai Rashidin who come after me. He said a person who dies in rejection of the imam of that age has died a death of ignorance and jahalat. So even a person who believed in the Holy Prophet for them to have lived in the time of Hazrat Abu Bakr or Hazrat Umar or Hazrat Usman or Hazrat Ali and they said that I, I disbelieve in these people while believing in the Prophet Muhammad that was sinful for them, it was unacceptable. Allah Ta'ala does not raise an imam and then it is okay to reject that person. So this also applies to khilafat Ahmadiyya because it, it is khilafat Rashida. It is not separate from the khilafat of the Holy Prophet It is established on those same precepts. And so in the same way as the khilafat of the previous khulafa, so also today we live in the era of a khalifa. Every single person in this world lives in the era of Hazrat Mirza Masrur Ahmad Ayyadaullah because the difference between the Mujaddideen and a Khalifa is that the Khalifa is sent to the whole world. Hazrat Muslim explained this, that even during the Khilafat Rashidah, it wasn't that Hazrat Ali was just the Khalifa of the area that he had political control over. All the Muslims in the area that was ruled by Amir Muawiyah, all the people across the world, whether the people of China or anywhere, he was the Khalifa and the Imam of the entire world. His responsibility was a continuation of the responsibility of the Holy Prophet so also is it with the Khilafat Rashida that, that exists today. Each person who lives in the world lives in the era of a Khalifa. He will be answerable. He will be questioned as to his having accepted the Khalifa. Now whether his reasons for not accepting were genuine or not, that is something Allah Ta'ala will decide. Whether he will say that I never heard of him. The message was not conveyed to me. It was conveyed to me but I was not able to understand it. I was not able to accept it. Whatever, this is something that is between Allah Almighty and that person. But there is no doubt that we live and every person lives in that era. And it is his responsibility to accept the imamat of the khalifa of the time. Now this aspect of khilafat and this aspect of sainthood, when we apply it to the khalifa that lives among us today, then we can get an estimate, perhaps a distant estimate, but somewhat of an estimate nonetheless, of how high his spiritual status is. The same way that the companions of the Holy Prophet lived with the Prophet of God and the disbelievers could not comprehend it because they saw an ordinary human. So also we see an ordinary human walk among us. He comes in and out of the masjid to lead us in prayers. We see him walk by. We sit with him in mulaqat and tell him about our problems. We write letters to him. In many ways we observe him and his humanity and his greatness. We observe all these different aspects of him. But at the same time, when we look at him and we realize that Allah Ta'ala has made him the Imam of this age. This person, if we reject him, then Allah Ta'ala closes the doors of his nearness to us. That he has made, them, made him the Imam on that status, where in order to truly recognize Allah Almighty, it is important to recognize him. And to enter the door of the heights of spirituality, it is necessary to first be obedient and give allegiance to this individual. That is a great status of Khilafat. That is a great status of spirituality. And this is something that can change our perspective with the way that we look at this person who walks among us. Because the graph of spirituality is exponential. It's not possible for us to comprehend. And if we just look at Huzur from the perspective of a human being, from the perspective of the person that we observe him, not from a spiritual perspective, but just from a doctrinal perspective, then it can only take us so far. But to truly benefit from Khilafat and to appreciate the beauty of the Khalifa, to achieve that, it is necessary to see it from a spiritual level. It is not just belief and disbelief. But after we have accepted the Khalifa, there are a million levels of heights 
of spiritual subtlety and refinement that a person can achieve from recognizing his status and obeying him and having love for him from the perspective of the greatness that Allah Ta'ala has given him and the status that Allah Ta'ala has given him. So this is one aspect of the status of Khilafat that we can reflect on and that can increase our love for the Khalifa of the time and strengthen our relationship with him and appreciate the greatness of the time that we live and the greatness of the individual whose era that we live in. May Allah Almighty grant us that love for Khilafat and enable us to benefit from living in the era of a Khalifa and in the presence of a Khalifa. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Ali Muhammad wa barik wa sallim inna ka hamidun majeed. You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudam al-Ahmadiyya USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.